God has done. Awesome is God's deeds among mortals. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of God's praise be heard, who has kept us among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You have brought us into the net. You have laid burdens on our back. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a spacious place. Next. Our gospel reading is from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Mary has already given us the visuals. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten leopards approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Leprosy is a horrible disease, and we think of leprosy today, we actually think of what's called Hansen's disease, where the flesh um, literally can, can remove from your body. But leprosy back in ancient Israel could be anywhere from psoriasis to a, you know, a bad rash. But if you were considered a leper, you were an outcast, and you had to live apart. You could not live with your family. You could not do anything. Anyone came near, you had to say, unclean, unclean. I mean, just think of how self-affirming this has got to be over the years doing this. And once you had leprosy, the only way to get back into the community was to go to a priest and have a priest certify that you were, in fact, were clean. So the ten leopards, leopards. <clears throat> the ten lepers went to Jesus and they said, We'd really like to be made clean. And Jesus tells them, go and present yourselves to the priests. And as they go, they are all healed. Okay? They're all healed. But only one of them returns. He's a foreigner. That's probably one of the big points of this story. I'm not going to make it a big point today. One returns. And Jesus said, we're not ten healed and only one returned to show gratitude to God. And he says, your faith has made you well. Think about that for a minute. Ten are healed, but only one is made well. That is the power of gratitude. There's a Native American tribe that considers words of gratitude the words we say before we say anything else. 
Let me repeat that. The words we speak or say, before we say anything else, we are accustomed to saying something like this. While I think Ed is a really great guy, what comes next? But, let me tell you what I really think of Ed. We do that, you know, it was a good game coach, but how much time do we spend in gratitude? The Hebrew scripture reading for this morning, the psalm, you know, it's praising God. How awesome are your deeds, O God. Your works are really great. They're cool. And then it says, you laid burdens on us. You led us into the net. Did you catch that? It doesn't say you allowed it to happen because we're all stupid people and we are, aren't we? I mean, I, I don't need anybody's help to get myself in the net. I just walk in there on my own. I have no problem finding my way into the net. But what it says is that you let us into the net. You let our enemies walk over us and then you delivered us. And we are grateful. Those words are amazing. If you ever um, want to study world religions, there's a, there's a cheat sheet, and it's a word that starts with an S and ends with a T, and I'll say poop instead. But it's basically poop according to world religions. And in and, and the Jewish, you know... Uh, Poop, according to the Jews, is why does poop always happen to us? Right? Catholics, if poop happens, you deserved it. We're good Protestants, which means that we say, let poop happen to someone else. But that's, I mean, I, actually, you know, if, if you look at this, it, it's really quite good. Um, if you can get past the, it's probably not the most, something you, you, you do in dinner table conversation. But it's actually fairly accurate. And if you look at all the world religions, what it says. But, you know, we think for the most part, let poop happen to someone else. Don't we? And when it happens, we're not grateful. Are we? No. But gratitude are the words we are called to speak before we say anything else. If you start in a spirit of gratitude, you will end up in a good place. If you start in a, in a, with a mindset of, here we go again, it always seems to land on us, doesn't it? Where do we end up? Not a good place. One of the most surrealistic things that happened last week when the country narrowly avoided default and reestablished the government services opening up 
were the members of the Senate congratulating one another for how great they did in avoiding a problem that they caused. <laughs> we set up this nightmare and I want to congratulate my good friend on the other side for being such a good guy and making sure that the disaster that we set in motion didn't end up happening any worse than it actually did. Thank you. And when I saw that, I thought, this is, I, I feel like I was in bizarro land. It was like, really? And then I thought that I said, let me take a step back here and say, this is actually the right thing to do. Because if you don't have gratitude, you can't go anywhere else. You can't say, you know, this guy over here, he's a moron and he tried to put our country in the tank and, you know, at the last second he blinked and thank God he did, but okay, you're an idiot. It's probably right, but it doesn't get you anywhere. It was interesting to watch these men who have been bloviating for two weeks be grateful for one another. And I was like, yeah, that's probably what we need to do. So I want to spend some time, what are you grateful for in your life and in your church? And I've got all day because this is a work day for me. Okay? So I got all the time. What are we grateful for? Fellowship. Community. Good health. Creativity. People like me. Wow. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> People like bingo. Music. Service. Music. Music. What else? Life. Nature. Come on. Let's do this. Laughter. Grateful we can feed the homeless. Sunshine. Prayer. Hope. Peace. Monks. In action. Connection. I thought you said inaction. I thought that's not what I think you just said. I'm grateful for inaction because I don't have to do a thing. Sorry. Connection. Pledges. Pledges. Amen. The trustees say, yeah. What else? What are we grateful for? Come on. All those wonderful visions. Support. Family. Compassion. Music. Good health. Our congregation. How do you feel right now? Do you feel good? Do you feel like if you were to do something right now after doing this exercise, which is not that hard, that you're more likely to do it in a good frame of mind and maybe be more successful. Gratitude are the words we speak before we speak any other. They are the things that we do. It's what we do as a people. Gratitude makes us well. You can go to a hospital, they can take care of your disease, and you can end up being cured in a Western sense, and you may not be well. You may not be well. You may also go in and find out that you're actually going to die, and you may end up being what? Well. 
I've known lots of people who when they're dying, they're well. They're transitioning to something more, and if you don't believe that, then we need to talk <laughs> as a church. Jesus is here to heal us, yes, but it is gratitude, radical gratitude for what we have been given that makes us well, and sometimes it's being grateful for the fact that the stuff happened to begin with. If it hadn't happened, I wouldn't have been able to climb out, and in the act of climbing out, I realized I was capable of doing so much more. The difference between a successful person and a non-successful person is the successful person gets knocked down seven times and gets up eight. The non-successful person gets knocked down seven times and stays down. And I'm not blaming the person because we all know there are reasons that happens. But one of the ways that we can, in fact, get up when we get knocked down is just being grateful. There was a time last year when um, I had done something on gratitude, and I don't remember what was going on, but I was in this horrible space. I was mentally in this terrible, terrible space, and I thought, i got to get to the beach. And I'm walking the beach, and I'm in, I am in Laguna Beach. It's a beautiful day. It is 68 degrees. It's not too hot. There's just enough wind that the sun isn't boiling me. Everything is perfect, and I'm miserable. Have you ever been there? I'm the only one, right? And I'm miserable on the beach. And I thought, you know, last week I said, you should be grateful. Maybe, maybe I should listen to my own advice. I try to avoid that at all costs. So if you don't listen to me, you're in good company. And I thought, okay, let me spend five minutes because I've walked the beach for 30 and I still feel terrible. Let me just spend five minutes and talk about everything I'm grateful for. And at the end, I was a little annoyed because it had worked so well. I just spent the last two hours being miserable when five minutes, I could have been feeling good and I didn't have to be on the beach. Not everybody lives in Laguna Beach, thank God. Gratitude makes us well. Let us be a grateful people. And if we can be grateful for the times when God pours a little hurting on us but then lifts us up afterwards, there's nothing we can't do. And we will be well. And our community will be well. And I will hopefully learn to hear connection and not inaction or whatever. That <laughs> <coughs> but let's do that as a people of God and be blessed. Amen.